Welcome to the CodeCast Podcast. Real-world insights for your daily medical coding and billing processes. And now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 317th episode of the CodeCast Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So today I wanted to do kind of a short segment, but I wanted to focus on leveling E&M by medical decision-making because there is a organization out there, I should say a site that's called EM University. And for the most part, they're pretty good. They give good examples. I think you have to have a membership. I know I've looked at their information quite a bit, but I got a random email and it's called rounds at emuniversity.com. And so I open it up and then you can check to see how they level. And I, I was actually a little disturbed. And then I sent it to a few of my colleagues that also audit like I do as an auditor. And I was just like, this is weird. And two came back with the same code they did, a moderate level four, but the three came back and said, no, I agree with you. This is a level three. So what the what it says is it basically says it's an established patient office visit. It says chief complaint, so CC um, colon, HTN and dyslipidemia. That's all it says. Interval history, no new somatic complaints, tolerating medications without any problems. The exam component said blood pressure 124, 74, heart rate 72, respiration 20, lungs CTA, heart RRR, no MRGs, extremities, no peripheral edema. So basically the patient's coming in and they're totally fine. Then it gives a little graphic um, to talk about, looks like they're A1C, but unless you are a medical professional, you wouldn't know what this graphic means. It gives even a little bit of their LDL or their cholesterol level, but again, it's put in there without any context. You would have to either Google it or be a medical professional clinic clinician to know what it means. And then it says stable, or I'm sorry, assessment, stable HTN and dyslipidemia plan, Continue lisinopril, continue A-T-O-R-V-A-S-T-I-N, so atorvastatin, and return to clinic in six months with lipid panel and BMP, which, again, it doesn't tell you why. It's obviously for surveillance, which that's also done on preventative visits, and that's it. And so it says, then what level of care should be documented? I picked a level three. And then it said, click here to get the answers and the rationale. Well, I don't agree with what they're saying here. So basically what they're saying is because you have two chronic conditions, but I didn't see any status expanded there at the assessment, it said stable, but stable what? Stable on meds, even the medications, you had to go Google to find out which medication was for which chronic condition, even even if it was for a chronic condition, maybe it was something else and it didn't give you any context. It looked like it was maybe a five minute visit and it was basically less than 500 words. And so just looking at this and realizing how people, and this is what they keep trying to tell me, how they're trying to get around um, some of these things and really try and manipulate the new guidance, which comes from 2021 and 2023, to get a higher valued code. What I didn't like, and yes, I'm calling out this company because so many physicians use it, is the fact in their slide two minute presentation, when you try to look for the results, they give you the the 
um, the actual documentation I just read to you. And then the second slide talks about money, payment and utilization. Why would you do that? So instead of talking about how you're meeting the code, they put in ENM codes 99211 to 99215. And right away, they even highlighted the money section. What are you going to get reimbursed? And they showed that a 99213 would be 91 average or 99214 would be 128 average based on the 2023 Medicare fee schedule. Well, physicians not going to go past that. They're going to say, well, obviously I want, um, you know, 35 more dollars than I would have gotten or 37 than a 99213 instead of reality of what best practices is and what this patient actually is. There's no medical necessity for those return labs from a problem-oriented visit standpoint. Then they correctly go to the three elements of the ENM services and they say, well, if it's two or more uh, stable chronic conditions, that is a moderate. Yes, it could be, but you still have to expand on that. Why is it stable? You know, give a little bit of uh, information for that instead of just stable. And then when they talked about the data points, yes, it looks like they did review a panel. Again, something that unless you know what you're looking at, you wouldn't know what that was. But since they ordered that in the last visit, they can't do that. But they did give credit for ordering two new tests, but the tests weren't related to the chronic condition. So what are they ordering these lab tests for? So this, or they didn't document that it was related to that. And so that concerns me again for an otherwise healthy patient with no complaints, no new problems, no issues. And then they're trying to get prescription drug management as another moderate to try to get the two out of three by saying we were explicit in saying continue current medications unchanged. That's not enough. You have to give prescription authority. You have to explain why you're not changing it and information to reflect that you are managing the patient. Unchanged alone, I can't tell you how many um, Medicare contractors say that's not enough. Just look at Noridian's site and they're very clear that you have to give more information than that and relate it back to the problems addressed. So I'm a little bit disappointed that this come, came out and I know a lot of doctors follow it and they'd immediately say this is a level four. And they always say, well, technically, and I'm air quoting, this is correct. If anybody ever says that to you, I swear my kids used to say that to me when they were little. Well, technically, technically means you're trying to get around something and you're skating through life. You're not trying to do what is not only correct and best practices, but you're trying to find a loophole where from a defensive position, you think you could go to a judge and say, well, technically this is correct. Well, try going to a payer that's saying, you know what? This patient had no issues, no problems, and there's actually low risk of morbidity from any additional workup because the labs you ordered didn't have a tie-in to what the chronic conditions were, and there was no management in the prescription drug authority. Yes, it said continue, but you have to expand on that. Please expand on that. I have a I, um, article on my website at terryfletcher.net, and you can go to my blog. I put something up there about prescription drug management seems like all the time, but find that and that'll help you understand what is appropriate documentation to be able to include that from a moderate risk um, 
perspective on the MDM table. So I just don't want you to take something like this with a perfectly healthy patient that comes in and say, oh, because we said continue and they had no complaints, but we said your chronic conditions are fine, that all of a, all of a sudden you get a level four. That's absolutely incorrect. And getting 37 more dollars than a level three is just going to get you in hot water. The other thing is that it was even clear in the notation at the bottom that it said 25 minutes spent on the encounter, which again, that would make it a level three. And I find it hard to believe unless they were talking about golf or the latest movie they saw based on the documentation and the note that they spent that long with the patient. It looks really like a 10 minute visit, but given the benefit of the doubt, since they said 25 minutes, that's a 99213. Now I realize you can use either medical decision-making or time, but please, unless the patient seriously is a moderate level and look what's under prescription drug management, minor surgery with risk factors, um, elective surgery without identified specific risk factors, or if there's a diagnosis or treatment significantly limited by social determinants of health. Do you really think saying continue meds is going to be moderate compared to the other examples that AMA gives? I don't think so. So I want physicians to be able to code to the highest degree that they can, but I want them to do it because it's compliant, because it's appropriate, because it's best practices, and because it's correct, not because it's technically what you may or may not be able to do. So I, I definitely wanted to just bring that to your attention, because as an auditor myself for payers and also for physicians, I never look at the technically, I look for, is it correct? And what can I support that if a payer came and asked for an audit for a provider, what could I support and say, yes, this is a level four, this is a level five, without having to look for a loophole. And that's how you need to approach it. For those of you that are, you know, CDI experts out there that are also internal or external auditors, look at it that way. If some payer said, you know, we want money back from your physicians, do you really want to be looking for that technicality? Or do you want to make sure that you are saying we are an open book and we do things correctly? And so that's why uh, we coded it this way. Now you know why the title of this podcast today, this episode was uh, Medical Decision Making ENM Right or Wrong. You have to take it upon yourself. I feel free to look that up at ENM uh, University, but I just, I'm just having such a hard time with that because I've had so many people come to me and say, do you really think this is a level four? I'm not seeing it. And so I actually shared it with my good friend, Christine Hall, and she's like, I'm seeing a level three, but Again, I did have um, another really good auditor friend of mine, and that would be Stephanie Allard. And she looked at it and she said, well, technically, <laughs> it probably is a level four. And so again, not that either one of us are incorrect, but it's how we're looking at it. And if you're always looking at your documentation, or if you're always looking at your record, as it's technically correct, and not just correct, your, your provider is going to have a really hard time defending themselves. So try to be proactive and offensive side, meaning that you want to do it correct prior to getting an audit. I know I always use sports metaphors. I just can't help myself. It drives me crazy because I'm a huge sports fan and it always seems to come into my everyday life is my professional life. So for those of you that are not sports fans out there, I invite you to start being one. Try just watching an episode of football or see, I even call it an episode, a game. I realize it's long. You can fold laundry during it. Believe me, it's a great folding laundry thing to do, especially if it's baseball, which is now over. Congratulations to the Texas Rangers. But um, it, you know, football, you kind of have to watch. But if you need any help, let me know. 
Um, I'm getting ready to record this weekend my telehealth audiobook for NAMIS. So take a look for that because we're going to have that available for purchase before the end of the year. And since the final rule just came out, uh, we'll be able to include a lot. It's not going to be long. It's it's kind of a what we call a, a I don't want to call it a summer read, but it's going to be a fall read and hopefully help you where you can just listen to it in the car and you can go back and listen to it again. There won't be a written copy because we're coming up with that uh, next year, but I just wanted you to have kind of an audio publication of that and myself and Shannon DeConda um, decided that that would be a great idea. So um, let's go ahead and end out for today. Everyone make it a great day, make it a great rest of your week, and I hope you're starting to plan those Thanksgiving menus. I know my daughter and I are. And one thing I love to do with her on Thanksgiving Day is we sit at the table, we um, watch football, and we basically make uh, our gingerbread houses for some decorations. We've been doing it since she was five years old, and it's not as messy anymore. Well, I shouldn't say that. Summer's pretty messy, but it's still fun. We just sit there, watch football, because she's a huge sports fan, just like I am. So find something fun to do with your kids, with your spouse. I mean, even play cards. Do something that doesn't require an electronic um, platform. So, you know, it doesn't have your phone or it doesn't need an iPad. And even if, you know, you're just watching or listening or looking at a show, try to play a game or something. Just do something that's fun. Maybe put on some music and uh, kind of ex- escape for a while, but having fun with your family and your friends. Okay. Again, thank you for listening to the CodeCast podcast. For more information on medical coding, billing, auditing, and compliance, including how to hire Terry, follow Terry on Twitter at TerryCoder1 or visit her website at www.terryfletcher.net. Podcast producer Joe Kuzma. Music producer Assassin Music. <laughs>